0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay
1: Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at f Wealth and Investment. You've just pulled over to the side of the road, Wayne, in Johannesburg. Okay. Now, yes. on several occasions, you and I have had our weekly conversations, which I look forward to enormously, uh, interrupted, let's say, by... Uh, Cell phone reception, which is usually to do with load shedding and towers not working uh, properly. How is the situation at the moment? Well, look what the cell phone companies are
0: doing because of this load shedding. Well, what, what the problem is, is that when you're on stage four and higher, the batteries in the towers don't get enough time to recharge while they've got electricity and then when the, when you get load shedding, the batteries go to zero yeah. and it actually damages the batteries because they're not doing their normal cycle. That's as far as I understand it. And I'm not a very technical person with electricity in that. Mm-hmm. And the cell phone companies are not replacing the batteries until there's a more reassurance that we will have a slightly more stable power supply coming through. So in other words, for two to three hours a day sometimes, you don't have cell phone reception, you don't have data, you don't have the internet
1: hmm.
0: because of this load shedding this load shedding problem. And it's very interesting where I am, the towers are obviously on a different schedule for load shedding because I might have electricity but no cell phone signal. And then when I've got When I'm on load shedding, I get cell phone signal because, as I said, it's interesting. The towers are obviously on a different area or in a different area. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, this is life, and the government has acknowledged that they are, they, stroke, ESKIM, are incapable of serving power needs. And they've actually, they've never said this in public, but they've now finally, after 14, 15 years, capitulated and just said, the only people who can do this is the private sector, and that's why they've issued this 100 megawatt. You can generate your own power. You you haven't got to get permission anymore. you just got to do the normal environmental impact studies as if you were starting any new enterprise, any business. You don't have to get specific permission to generate electricity but you
1: can't just switch it on Wayne. Missiles. i mean these people yes, can't just switch it. It's, it it's a great thing yeah. but it's going to take five but, six seven years uh, before no, the no, public no. This, is, this is the, the public uh, no, this, this, is, this is this is the private sector mm, yeah no this is the this is
0: the private sector now it might take two to three years that's still, um, mm. so so I, I think it's actually going to come on relatively soon but you know it's, it's really interesting this whole load shedding. When we went to state six or two weeks ago, I can't even remember, we've been in load shedding now for probably three weeks Mm. solidly. Um, But when we went to state six about two weeks ago, whatever it was, the problem was some Eskom employee at one of the power stations literally moved the valve the wrong way and contaminated the water that goes to cool the whatever, the generators or the boilers, I don't know, something like that. But literally one person moving one valve the wrong way took us from stage four to stage six. That's how precarious. So in other words, if one conveyor belt breaks down, if one motor goes wonky, you go from four to six. I mean, that's that's how precarious the situation is. And I still, for the life of me, and then of course, if there, if there an, another instance, there was rough sea along the Cape, and the, the boat bringing the diesel to the open cycle diesel generators was delayed because of this rough sea, mm. and then we also got extra load shedding, so. That's how precarious the situation
1: actually is. I now, mean, it is, Wayne, I understand it is precarious. Astonishing. No, but Wayne, I understand the word precarious when it comes to, or rather, vulnerable. I'd prefer to use the word vulnerable uh, that the yeah, the, 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 the yeah. system is uh, because of the the rough seas off the Cape. I can understand that. Yeah, but some. But, you know, that some chap what, no, before I, before you, you, you interrupt, yeah. I, I'll just say some chap turning the valve the wrong way. Now, I don't know about you, but you're, you're a professional person. You you get up in the morning and you don't turn the valve the wrong way. This chap or this woman turned the valve the wrong way. That is not precarious. That is just gross stupidity yeah, and incompetence. Uh, um,
0: Yeah, it could easily be, and uh, lots of government spokesmen like to throw out sabotage there because it's almost a convenient excuse. There may well be sabotage, but then find someone and charge them. Don't just throw out the sabotage word, you know, someone sabotaged X, Y, Z, that's why the power is down. But but besides all of that, Mm. I still, for the life of me, cannot comprehend. Everyone in this country knows we've got power problems, I mean, obviously. Yes. Why that we don't go to permanent stage one or permanent stage two so that the diesel tanks can be full. We've got a reserve that the dams that are used to generate electricity can be full. And then when some guy turns the valve the wrong way, we don't go to stage six. We've got a backup. Because if you know, okay, guys, it's permanent stage two, you can plan your life around it. You can say to the chaps at the office, listen, electricity is only starting at half past nine today. Come to work half past nine today. We'll leave at six. Ah. You know, you can plan. If you know, even, even if Eskom can generate electricity, even if they've got the capacity, in other words, nothing's broken. Just keep it on a permanent load shedding status so we've got backup in case some catastrophe happens somewhere. And if you know it's permanent, you can plan because it is so disruptive. You wake up in the morning, you don't know whether you stage three or stage six, you <laughs> literally don't know. So what
1: you're saying Who, is, your you, you, your S-com, just S-com just like financial markets, Wayne, they don't like yeah. shocks. They they don't like uncertainty. So if you can have certainty, even if the uncertainty is unpalatable, you can just say even if it's bad
0: news, exactly. You can make a plan. Exactly. So to me it is it is incomprehensible that we don't just do it. Because honestly, stage two is almost like Christmas when when we go from stage four to stage two, you want to throw a party. (laughs) Well, you know so so you'd rather just have stage two and we just live with it and you plan if you've got xyz load shedding you can change your commuting hours you can change your work hours you can change when you eat when you bath as long as you know it you can plan so to me as as i said it is it is inconceivable Eskom, Eskom obviously have thought about this but for whatever reasons they said No, we considered this option, but we didn't think it was viable. I mean, that's craziness, man. It just seems so logical to have, you know, uh, what's the best analogy I I can use? I
1: don't know. You You know, to have
0: a, a sprain, to have a permanent sprained foot, you know, a slightly sprained foot. Yes. And to go from a healthy foot to almost having your kneecap removed. No, you'd rather just live with the little, with the sprain on your foot because you know it's there and you can work around it, but you don't know whether you're going to get, whether you're going to have a healthy foot one day or get taken out at the knees the next day with Esco.
1: Okay, so, Okay. you, then, a, then, yeah, you, okay, you must work myself. on your analogies. I think work on your analogies, but I understand what you're saying. The spraying foot, yeah, I understand. You mentioned um, um, whether you're going to have a bath or, or, uh, in in the morning because you know that you know it's going to be stage one or two load shedding. So you know you're going to wane. I don't know if you're a, a, a bather or a showerer, uh, but anyway, that brings me on to the next point. Because I saw an article today that there's going to be water shedding. And I spoke to a chap from Johannesburg yesterday on another podcast, and he said it's 34 degrees. I said, wait a second, it's only October, it's the, yeah. October the 4th. It's hot. Yeah, it's he said, and yeah, oh, yeah. I, swam, I swam for the first time this weekend. It was wonderful. Yes, I know it's wonderful, Wayne, but uh, that's because you've got, you've got a swimming pool. You're, you're not a man yeah. of straw. Uh, so you can go. But if this carries on... Apparently Johannesburg's going to run out of water like Cape Town did uh, four years ago.
0: So yeah, look, I don't know about I don't know about running out of water, mm. but I do know that for whatever reasons we have got interrupted water supply in Johannesburg for uh, ten days or what one week. Or I can't quite remember the whole story. Now I haven't read any stories that the dams are low and we're running out of water. I, I just don't know. Mm. But what I do know is yes is that the water infrastructure is shot and hasn't been maintained for 25 years. So it wouldn't surprise me at some stage if we do get water shedding, but it will never be as catastrophic as Eskom because Eskom, the whole country goes down for certain times during load shedding, whereas water reticulation and supply is a relatively distributed, you know, it's a, it's a fragmented system. So, you know, the whole water in the whole country will never go down. But certain areas, water shedding, I think, is coming because the infrastructure has been shot for so, so long. And the necessary repairs and maintenance and upgrades hasn't been done. But- the same as anything else in the country. You I mean, it's not the water thing is not unique. You can look at anything, yeah. whether it's ESKIM or education or the police or the prison services or the
1: municipalities yeah but listen to yourself wayne i mean just listen to yourself play this to uh, uh, to, uh, somebody in london or frankfurt or new york or or sydney listen to yourself you're saying oh well we're used to load shedding electricity we, we're used to having power cuts. In other words, I don't know why they say load shedding. It's a power cut for yeah, goodness' sake. And now you're saying, so are saying, well, we've, now we've got some water interruptions. It's supposed to be an aspirant first world country, and you put up with it. I don't understand well, how um, you can say to I me, uh, 11, uh, 11, we're, we're, we're going to have this and we're going yeah, to have that. Do something born, about yeah. it, South I was Africa. California
0: yeah, and I love the country. Yes. Um, I'm not. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm too old in any case. No, but, you're not. But the point is, I mean, other than at the moment, maybe water shedding's coming, maybe it's coming, but at the moment it is escom, luckily enough, our lives, my life, my life, and um, let me rephrase that, my own particular life, Yes. I don't have to interact with the government much. So I have the greatest empathy for people who are on grants or study loans or whatever, who have to interact with the government on a regular basis, whether they go to... You know, government clinics and government schools, and I mean, that must, life must just be too awful. But Hmm. me, myself, I, I don't interact with the government and experience that
1: inefficiency. And but you have empathy for the basis. people that have to do so, Wayne, and huge that is emphasis, the, that is the emphasis massive, emphasis. massive proportion of the South African population yes. has to put up with that. And as a South African, and as you quite rightly say, you love this country, and quite rightly, I had, so I had 28 very, very good years there, but I wasn't exposed to no water and no electricity I no mean, there was no yeah. electricity for for quite a while in, in the last few years yeah. that I was there. But I don't understand why South Africans don't rise up and do something about it. I just don't understand well, exactly. it.
0: And, and, and you do it and you do it at the voting stations. And I mean, the ANC's popularity has gone from 68% to 50 and maybe it's going down. But, you know, and, and this, is, this is the sad reality of South Africa, is that the ANC, and I will straight up front yes that the new regime is trying whether they're successful enough it will whether they're successful and whether they will turn the ship and are they and they're not doing it quick enough but they are attempting they are
1: trying where where are they However, trying i, I don't well, see you where can they're very really
0: simply there's three x there three x um ministers and deputy ministers in court on charges of bribery and corruption that's good the uh, the, the men the management of Eskom, of transnet of denel of the land bank all everything's been changed every single big state institution the old the old management and of directors are are out and gone so they are trying as i said whether they'll be successful or not is still open to debate and they could certainly go
1: quicker, but it's a and, good you know, as you quite rightly say. It's a good start. Yeah, but on the other hand, but, there's but, a skills shortage but when it is, comes to politicians. Is, there's yeah, a skills shortage. Who's going to come in to fill the places of the incompetence that you've just described? No,
0: no, I got you. I got you. I got you. But uh, the, the point of this whole conversation was to talk about the opposition parties.
1: Yes. Who are
0: they? Who do you vote for? Yeah. Do you vote EFF? No, no chance. Do you Not vote GA? I mean, that's a useless bunch, the DA. I mean, they are completely useless. (laughs) So who do you vote for? But they are useless. I know they are. They're wishy-washy. They're going to all of these coalitions. The coalitions collapse. You get leaders of the DA making the most outrageous statements. (laughs) And, you know, they don't inspire confidence. and, 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 And the true tragedy of it is the government... The South African government, the the governance of South Africa should be handed to opposition parties on a plate. You know, anywhere else, if a government, if any other government in a democratic country has done what our government has done and just simply Eskom state capture and inefficiencies and incompetence, they would be out of power so quickly. And that's that's exactly what's going to happen to the Conservative government when they have the next election. They're going to be out. So yeah. but yet you look at the opposition here, who do you vote for? I mean, maybe some of the new parties, maybe Action SA, maybe a couple of the other up and coming parties, but they're not going to win the next election.
1: The you same know, so thing is when the sad thing is you sit back and the- say who
0: else is there? I mean, I still vote DA, even though I think they are useless
1: you can't you don't what, vote at not, all and, you can't I vote can't for vote them. the
0: ANC and I can't vote I can't vote ANC and I can't vote so then e don't F vote spoil your vote,
1: vote for the DA no it's your duty to spoil your vote because yeah, an, that be they're it. unvotable that's that's the point yeah, and do they, you know the sad I mean, thing is that, Wayne is that there is yeah. so much potential when I did charity work with children I used to work with um colored and, and black children and i would sit down and i would read them a story and there'll be 30 or 40 of them sitting there on 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 the floor and i'm sitting up there this big tall white man and everything and you see how how thirsty they are for knowledge how thirsty they thirsty they yes. are to 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 make themselves better they don't know that uh, they, they they just want to learn and yeah. that is the, that well, we is got, the sadness about south people, africa because south africa could be a powerhouse it's a sadness
0: and 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 one of the and one of the positives we have wonderful people in south africa you really do they are caring they are they are um intelligent and that's one of the true assets here because i think any other country that have gone through this might have had a civil unrising in an arab spring and not just recently i mean 50 percent unemployment there should be a civil there should be an arab spring here i mean there should be you know literally almost forceful overthrow of, of of the government because of this one factor but you know we've got good people here and we stick with the system and by and large other than taxi drivers (laughs) <laughs> By and large, people obey the laws, obey the rules, are courteous, are friendly.
1: Yeah, I so, agree yeah. with you, but I mean, it's a, it, it, it's it's a tragedy. As I said, it should be. An economic powerhouse. It really should be. Anyway, let's talk about the markets now because you managed to um, uh, distract me. Diversity, everything. Exactly, you did. Okay. What do you think about the last two days, Monday and Tuesday, S&P, NASDAQ, uh, Dow Jones, JSE, obviously, FTSE? And do you say to yourself, this is a bad thing, it's just a short covering rally? Or do you say to yourself, this is a good thing, it's not going to last, it's going to come back? But this is where Wayne McCurry, on behalf of his clients, starts to, uh, to come and, and nibble away. Because as we can see yes. at the moment, as I look at my screen, the S&P 500 futures down one and a half percent. I down think, again, Wayne, yeah. I think now is the time to start to look at it and say, we had the spike. I think We've come back. We've got the double bottom. Up we go. That's my personal view, not so yours. I think we, I, I think
0: we're in that bottoming phase. I think the big weakness is done. Yes. And the next thing is to buy. Okay. When are you going to buy? We have already started
1: buying. Oh, well done. And not big, you, but we have started buying. Can you can you tell me the sectors, or is that um, um, a privileged South information?
0: No, no, we're buying South African shares. Good old fashioned consumer facing South African shares.
1: So consumers, uh, consumer stocks and also fun and and
0: banks, probably. Well, we got we got lots of banks already, thank goodness for that. Yeah. Yeah, Because some some shares actually are very cheap out there. And 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 you know we the same as everyone else, we've got our US tech exposure. I think the worst is over for the rand. It's not going back to 16, but I think the worst is over. Mm. The the massive dollar strength, well, it's not rand weakness, it's dollar strength. I think the massive, massive dollar strength is probably at its peak. It's not going to reverse hugely over the next year, but it's probably done its thing. Mm. The pound weakness is probably over as well. I mean, what happened in the UK was just crazy. But they had to reverse some of it. They've reversed the tax cuts because ultimately the market does talk. Eh?
1: Yeah, that was a, a complete disaster what uh the, 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 the new um UK government it's not a new UK government, yeah. it's still the Tory party, but Liz Truss and Cosy Watang yeah. the, the new Chancellor. Disastrous execution I mean, that was of what they were trying yeah. to do. Yeah, catastrophic. But I think they might get it back together again because they've had the, the guts at least to say, okay, we were wrong and we'll do something else now. But still, the inexperience of these people was startling yeah. to me.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, as I said early on, ultimately, you know, in any big democratic country, big mm. democratic inst- country, mm. Ultimately, the markets talk. I mean, even in South Africa, the markets spoke when Zuma put. Uh, was the weekend wonder again? Um, nene. Uh, Desmond Des. When he put Des van Rooyen in. Oh. That okay. lasted four days, and yet you change because the market spoke.
1: Okay, so, you know, so, so, yeah. so So the market is efficient and says, "Wait a second, uh, you know." Well, the
0: market. The market's not necessarily efficient. But the market votes with its feet when something goes dramatically wrong. It literally, the market carries no emotions, no feelings. <clears throat> if something's better somewhere else or some cat- catastrophe happens, the market votes with its feet. There's no emotion involved. There's no legacy. There's no attachment. You now, it's not like forgiving your your cousin because he got drunk at Christmas party again, you forgive him because he's your cousin. Even when when something goes wrong, the market's got no
1: emotion. It's yeah, the both. market can be brutal. It's a great leveler. The market is brutal. a great leveler. Uh, market participants just say, "I'm sorry, you're absolutely wrong on this one." Uh, Wayne, really interesting conversation. Uh, so you've started nibbling. That's that was the sort of general theme I wanted to um, uh, that I wanted to play out in this conversation. Now we have to talk about food. I haven't really got a food story apart from the fact that where I live is a culinary wasteland and I ordered a takeaway <laughs> last night because I like watching football and I thought well I'm not going to cook because I want to sit down and watch football and have something. It was terrible and there was too much MSG in this this Chinese takeaway I had and I felt ill when i woke up this morning because you know my well, that's my... not a good
0: that's not a good food story i've got a good one for you yes exactly
1: quickly. i want you to tell me your food on story. saturday
0: night i had a good old-fashioned south african braai place.
1: oh yeah go on
0: and i've got some farm style bourgeois yes and i've got chicken societies done in like a cape malay curry sauce
1: where did you get those and from I little,
0: yes and i've got little bacon sticks Mm-hmm. It's like bacon with uh, cherries on the bacon sticks.
1: Cherries? And I
0: lit the fire. Cherries and bacon on like a skewer, on a society stick. It's delicious.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I lit the fire. I had some garlic bread. We bribed the fire. The coals were perfect. We bribed and we ate our full, and we had some leftovers that went into lunch boxes yesterday, uh, Monday, and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. As I said, that's the first weekend I swam. We swam at a braai. It was fantastic. So summer's
1: definitely back. Okay, before I get back to the food, because I've got another food question for you. When you swim, do you swim, because you're in private, uh, do you swim naked or do you swim with speedos or baggy shorts? How do you swim? Next next question. Okay. Uh, The next question is, uh, so it's naked. Okay, the next question is uh, the starch when it comes to the braai. Do you have baked potatoes? Do you have mealies? Do you have rice? How how do you accompany the meat that you describe?
0: We actually have mealies often.
1: Mm. We actually have mealies often. I really like mealies.
0: What you do is you wet the mealy, you wrap it in cling wrap, and you put it in your microwave for about eight minutes, and that cooks the mini.
1: That's and you
0: put it on the bride just to char the outside and give it a little bit of a bright taste to it. But, uh, but starch in that, I'm not really surprised, just despite my girth, <laughs> I'm not really a huge starch fan. I don't chow many potatoes and bread and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I eat chocolates, unfortunately.
1: Yes, Sonny, you told me that you were so, so not sweet yeah. not,
0: not huge Not huge into carbs and starch i mean we have pasta once a week but i don't we don't actually charge that much cobbers
1: wayne you've given me lots to think about mostly um, how you swim but um, um, also uh, uh, the the, the, <laughs> the political side of things earlier on was very very interesting and i hope a lot of other south africans are um, are, are thinking along the same lines as you wayne mccurry is a portfolio manager at FNB wealth and investment and that was wayne on wednesday